Over the Wall podcast coming at you. Once again, no sports, obviously, but we're going to lean on bigger, broader topics, which I really enjoy. Um, bigger topics that include the NBA, Major League Baseball, which I have a really, really big take on. It's been very disappointing to see. Um, also, college athletics. So, we're going to talk about some broad topics. Hopefully, you enjoy it. So, let's get to it. Over the past 15, 20 years, I feel like the NFL has separated from the other major sports in this country. For years and years, baseball was the prominent sport in this country. You've always heard it. It's America's pastime. But they passed them, and they passed them by a large margin. The NFL is such a juggernaut right now in the sports landscape. When you look at it, it is the leading television show on five different networks. NFL Network, um, ESPN, Fox, CBS, NBC. All those primetime games are getting massive ratings, bigger than any television show that they have on. So it's just an absolute beast right now. And you're starting to see. When you see times like this in this pandemic and you have just the economy crumbling, you see people separate. You're going to see people who are just better, smarter, more aggressive. They're going to separate in these times. And you're seeing it right now with the NFL, who is just flat out better than these other leagues. And it starts at the top. And I don't care what you think about this guy, whether you hate him, you think he's done things you know, poorly to your team, or he's against you. Roger Goodell is by far and away the best commissioner in sports. It's not even close. Why? You have to have a backbone. And a lot of these commissioners, specifically the NBA and Adam Silver, they are so petrified of backlash from the media, from social media, that they're just terrified. Whereas Roger Goodell has a backbone. He is not scared of anybody. He is not scared of backlash. He's been through the fire. He does not care. You know, people, you know, banged on him about going on with, you know, free agency. Didn't care. The draft took place, virtual draft. People said this would be, you know, just absolutely criminal to do this. In this situation, people losing lives and obviously everybody just, you know, overblowing everything. He went along with it. It was a success. Highest rated draft in years. Probably, it'll probably be the highest rated draft ever. Dynamite move. Genius on his part. Just this Thursday, they came out with the NFL schedules. And the sentiment that they kept saying was, we're playing as scheduled. Scheduled dates. We're moving forward. They're not backpedaling. They're not petrified. They're not scared. Oh, man, somebody's going to say something at ESPN and we're terrified. They don't care. Okay? They're a juggernaut. Roger Goodell has a backbone and he does not care what you think compared to these other commissioners. Like I said, Adam Silver in the NBA, it's just becoming comical. Every day you're seeing they're, they're throwing out these different ideas and they're doing it to see what the media is going to say. Because they are terrified of backlash. Obviously, we know they are the left-leaning league. They're, you know, very pro-player. And that's great. But at the end of the day, you have to step up and take control of your league. And you're starting to see it. With the NBA, the, the Michael Jordan documentary, 
is taking place right now. And, and all the players are loving it. Oh, my God, this is awesome. Yes, Michael Jordan. He was such a winner. He wanted to play all the time. He wanted to compete. And they're saying that, but the same token, you're you're reading articles like I'm reading every day, and all these basketball players who apparently they love Michael Jordan now, they want to compete. Their competitors are all well. I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of issues at place right here when we go back to play. You know, uh, it, it might not be safe. You think Michael Jordan would be saying that if he were in this times playing in the height of his career? No, he wouldn't be. Now, I'll give LeBron James a lot of credit that he's one of the only players that are coming out and saying, you know what, I want to play. Now, he originally stated, I think early in March, maybe even late February, that he didn't want to play with no fans in the stands. And I think he was saying that because he didn't realize what was coming ahead. That's why he, had, he took a misstep there. You have to you know, kind of get some information. That's a problem with LeBron. He doesn't, he's misinformed, but he wants to talk about things that he's misinformed about. Not great. But he's starting to backtrack, and he's been saying, I want to play. Now, why do I like this? Obviously, I'm a sports fan. I want to see sports happen, right? The NBA playoffs is probably where they're going to kick off. There will be no regular season. But the reason I like it is that he wants to compete, and largely he gets the big picture, okay, We have to go out there and play. What's going to happen is is you don't play – you lose revenue. You lose revenue. You, you the salary cap's going to eventually go down. Therefore, taking money out of your pocket when you know the next CBA happens, the salary cap goes down. And guess what happens? Your your salary goes down. Your contracts go down. And I don't think that's what they're quite understanding right now. You know, a lot of these guys just don't want to play. It just seems like you know. I mean, they're coming up with every idea in the world, and they can't figure anything out. There's always an issue. Uh, you're, you're just reading. Mark Cuban's got a problem. Uh, C.J. McCollum, uh, a shooting guard for the, for the Portland Trailblazers, uh, he, he, well, I don't think we should play and this and that. It's just, it's, it's becoming hysterical. They, they are figuring out every solution not to play. And they've come up with some good ones. I mean, they've come up with Vegas. They've come up with Disney World. And I think they're great solutions. We have seen their, th- this, this fear is, is just ridiculous. Especially the NBA, because they have very well publicized it that, you know, uh, Kevin Durant had the coronavirus and Rudy Gobert had the coronavirus and this guy and that guy and this guy and that guy. And they are not dead. They're completely fine. And pretty much everyone said they're asymptomatic. Especially basketball players when you compare them to other sports. Basketball players are probably the most in shape athletes, you know, in the world. I mean, they're they're just have they have to be in top physical form to play that game at the high, at the highest level that they play it. Therefore, realistically, there is no threat to them. They're, they they won't be dying from the coronavirus. So stick to your plan, whatever that may be, if you were the commissioner of the NBA and Adam Silver, stick to it, roll with it, and and stop stop backpedaling, stop tiptoeing, okay? I get it. It is it's a, a rare time right now, but you're tiptoeing. You know, you have have to put the gavel down and just say, look, this is what we're going to do. Now, I, I know you have a little more time where you can do that. What I would say is June 1, we're going to convene again, and we are going to have a direct plan in place. I would say we're going to go with Disney World, playoffs, and we're not doing 16 teams. 
you know, X that out. Hell, do 12, give the, the top two seeds buys, just so you don't have a cluster of teams. But you can make it work. It's not a football team where you have 53 guys on a roster and coaches galore. It's, you know, what, 15, 16 guys. When you look at coaches and players on team, you can make it work, okay? Take advantage of the situation. The NFL has taken advantage of this situation. Hell, Roger Goodell and the NFL, they're looking at it and saying, oh, NBA scared, Major League Baseball scared, all these other sports leagues don't want to play. All right, cool. We'll do the draft. We'll do free agency. We'll roll with it. And we're going to kill it, okay? And we're going to build cachet with the American people. That this tiptoeing and stuff, it's just making it seem like these guys just don't want to play. I mean, that that's just not a good sign if if you're an NBA fan. I mean, they can very well play. And then even even Adam Silver coming on and say, well, we had to tell the players that we don't know if there'll be fans in the stands in the whole 2021 season. I, I'm telling you right now, this is bad news for the NBA. Because when I look at it, and I, 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 like I said, I'm comparing it to the NFL, which is an absolute juggernaut. You get players from the NBA tiptoeing. I mean, honestly, could you imagine Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, throw out whoever you want, right? Von Miller even had the coronavirus. Do you think they'd be backpedaling and say, well, you know, I, I don't know if I want to play this year. Kind of worried about it. I don't really know. I mean, honestly, that would be hilarious if you think Tom Brady or Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, any of these guys would actually come out and say that. No, because football is just different, man. It's a grind. These guys are tough. You know, I'm not I'm not going to be a meathead and say these guys are tougher than but it's just it's the mentality involved in it. Hell, even the way the media covers the NFL. There is they're not scared. It's just let's go. You know, they don't they're not scared to to go after players whereas the NBA is is just they're so terrified to talk about Kevin Durant or LeBron James or any of these guys. And even then, like I said, I'm getting pop-ups on my ESPN apps of just every day. The NBA has an issue. They're worried. that NFL, let's roll. Let's get it. Let's go. And the NFL has already separated from the NBA. And they're going to separate even more because they're building up that much cachet with the American people who, in this time, they need something. They need entertainment. They need their favorite teams, you know, to, to almost like give them some hope, uh, some excitement, some joy in, in these times, which are very strange. The NFL's doing it for them, whereas the NBA is just backpedaling. Well, you know, we really don't care about the people. We care about ourselves, and maybe we don't want to get sick here. <laughs> these guys are asymptomatic. Come on, let's go. You're going to be fine. And I do think that, you know, eventually we're going to have to turn a corner. I get being safe, being cautious. But for me, it's like when we get to... I don't know, July, August, we just gotta we just gotta roll. I mean, people get sick. I mean, I don't wanna get political here, but 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 people do get sick from time to time. Okay? It happens, but you're gonna recover. These guys aren't in jeopardy. Yes, when they go back and play the football season, the NBA season, Major League Baseball, yes, guys will get sick, but guys always get sick. You think you were gonna have an NFL season, let's just say last year, that nobody had the flu? <laughs> That nobody had a cough, a sore throat. Of course it's going to happen. And you, 
I could tell you this. The NFL, you might hear about it. You might. The NBA, if LeBron James, you know, has a case of diarrhea, if they go back, they're going to they're gonna talk about it. Okay? If Kevin Durant, you know, sneezes twice in a row, <laughs> it's going to be a top story on ESPN. You know that for sure. And that's the difference in the way it's covered. Some people are scared of the media, and some people aren't. The NFL is not. The NFL will separate because of its leadership. And that's the key to it all. And you're going to see, like I, like I talked about in the beginning, it's about leadership. Okay? It's about having a backbone and just not being scared. The NFL is not scared. They already said they have contingency plans ahead, and they're going to roll. And they're killing it, and that is why I love the NFL. So during this pandemic, it's crazy times, some things we've never seen before. And economically, people are taking a huge hit. And what you're going to see is certain companies separate. And to separate, you have to take big risk. When you look at, at big companies such as Amazon, Apple, Google, I mean, somewhere along the lines, they took a very big risk to be successful. And I'm going to correlate this to sports. These sports leagues need to take big risk. And I'm going to point the finger at one particular league, and that is Major League Baseball. It looks like the NBA might be coming around to playing. Could be, but we'll see. There's still a little bit of pushback. Major League Baseball, the owners, they came up with a good idea to come back. Um, a really good plan, really interesting plan. But the players push back. And the players have a very, very strong union. That's, that's, a, that's a bonus for the players, but as a fan, as a consumer, that might not be a plus because there's going to be major pushbacks, and especially in this time, it seems like they're almost tone deaf to what's going on economically. People are struggling out there. I believe it's like 20% unemployment right now. People are hurting. And now their major pushback, the union, the players, is money. That's, that's Major League Baseball players' biggest pushback right now is the the finances of it, that is a very bad look. And it's very disheartening. Baseball, you know, I would say even in the early 2000s, that was America's pastime. That was the sport in this country. It was huge. But it has lost that, that cooler talk, that cachet. You know, when you listen to sports talk, when you just, you know, list, watch ESPN Watch your sports networks. It's not something people are talking a lot about. It's lost, it's lost the cooler talk. You know, it's it's NBA stars such as LeBron James, you know, uh, Giannis, James Harden, um, Russell Westbrook, guys of that nature who you're talking about. You're talking about football. Obviously, the NFL is the biggest sport in this country. College football, even to that extent. Those are the things we talk about. We talk about UFC when we have a big card. In, in other things, a big boxing match, but you don't really talk about baseball and a lot of it, you know, sense of urgency. There, There's reasons because of that. But this is their opportunity to get back in the favor of the American public. First off, this is a non-contact sport. This isn't basketball where I can almost give them a pass. You have sweaty guys, you know, I know this sounds nasty, but it's a bunch of sweaty guys, you know, you know, pushing each other, their you know body to body contact baseball isn't baseball people are separated there is a bullpen guys are in the bullpen guys are, are separated in the dugout you can do this 
easily. We talk about no fans in the stands. How is it going to affect the game? Well, you look at the NBA. The NBA is going to jump into the playoffs. Okay. That could affect them emotionally. When you're talking about, like, if you're in the NBA Finals, Lakers, Bucks, you know, big game seven, people feed off that emotion. Okay. Even the NFL, when you look at it, NFL, and I've talked about this before, football, it's not a sport where you love hitting guys. I mean, some guys do, but that's just not something you normally, that's not, that's not natural. But you feed off of the emotion of the crowd. So that would be another tough one to have to deal with if you have no fans in the stands. Baseball, think about this. The only time in their careers, basically, and you, a couple of exceptions when you look at Alex Bregman or anybody else who played maybe that major, major college baseball level, they haven't really had fans in the stands in their whole career. Minor league baseball, they're barely getting anybody. You know, high school baseball, same deal. So that to me isn't something that would affect it. If anything, it would probably just make them overall better players because I've always, I've always had the belief that emotion isn't the best thing for a baseball player. I thought every time I got emotional as a player – when I'm in the batter's box, that never helped me. Maybe as a pitcher, you know, you, you want to you know, up the velo on a 3-2 count or something with two outs. Maybe that'll help you. But I just think you could hone in on your craft a lot more. So I think it's the perfect opportunity for baseball to capitalize on this. I don't think there's anything restricting them. They can jump into it right away. And it can just build up cachet with the American public. You're talking about getting into it right now. You beat everybody to the punch. You are going to get great viewership. Not only that, but now you've reduced it to 82-game season. There is a huge sense of urgency. I'm going to watch. You're going to watch a lot of games. And right now, you'll watch anything because there's nothing on right now. Netflix is going to die out. They're not filming anything going on right now. So you're going to run out of content. You're looking for original content and Sports gives you the best original content. This is a time for baseball to to tell you that we care about you, right? We care about the American public. This is America's sport. This is America's pastime, right? That's what you used to think about baseball. 9-11, baseball came back and you felt that passion. But right now, it, it's finances. And once again, that's disheartening. And that's why once I've, I've always continued to say this. The NFL is the greatest league in this country. Why? Because they make you, middle America, feel like you matter. The draft, they went on with it. They they make you feel like you matter. Whether the pushback or not with the Colin Kaepernick situation, they made you feel like we care about this country and we care about America. They still let people kneel, right? But they came out in defense of the country. Doesn't matter where you sit on that. They made people in the middle of the country, not just the coast. That's where the NBA is. It's stars. They are, are very left-leaning. They, they're very coastal-leaning. But football makes you feel like this is America's game. We care about everybody. We care about you, the fan. And I just feel this is baseball's opportunity to build up that, that fan equity. Jump in the game. 82-game season. Sense of urgency. You know, you can really, you know, push the stars of this game, the Mike Trouts, you know, the, the Bryce Harpers, the Nolan Arenados, 
you know, whoever it may be. They have tons of really, really good players. Obviously, I'm missing out on some guys. The Yankees are supposed to be really good this year. That's a team people are going to follow. You know, the, the Dodgers. So they're missing out on a big opportunity. If they don't play this season, it is a huge miss because I just think they could capitalize so big on this. I love the game of baseball, and I want to see it thrive. And I just think that if they go back and play, let's say July 1, let's say 4th of July, you know, we're, we're, the whole country's up and moving again. It's, you know, opening day on, on 4th of July. Do you know how exciting that would be for the American public and even me as a consumer? When you're talking about opening day, 4th of July, you know, you have that American pride and there's baseball opening day because we're always excited about opening day anyways. I mean, that would just be amazing. Plus, like I said, 82-game season, sense of urgency, every game counts. You're going to build a huge viewership, therefore putting your players on that platform to show, you know, what they have. And there's tons of talent in the game. So they could be missing out on a huge opportunity here, and it's very disheartening. Let's talk about brand building right now. And I'm going to relay this to sports and something going on in sports right now that I think is very, very interesting and I think could have ramifications going forward. And I'm going to compare this, let's say, to acting. So we're talking about brand building. And if you're an aspiring actor, young actor, extremely talented, what do you do? Well, obviously I don't work in Hollywood and I'm not an agent. But here's what I suggest. Use a brand, a big brand, to build your career and get it jump started. And so I would suggest if you were an actor, let's say in the 90s, right? And you had an offer from, you know, a show starting up, really like an, an unknown network, never heard of it. They're they're launching a little pilot and they offer you, you know, a role. Or you're offered a not a huge role on like a friends or a Seinfeld you would take that, right? Because it's a huge brand. It's going to build you up. You know, you show out on that level and then you can build your career from there. Just my opinion. I don't know. Not not a huge, you know, acting connoisseur, but that's what I would think. So let's relay this to sports. So with sports, right now, the NBA and college basketball do not have a great working relationship, okay? And college basketball has lost a lot of its luster the past 20 years. I mean, it's really become just a bracket. Like nobody cares to watch it until March for two to three weeks. That's it. You don't care about the sport. Why? It's a revolving door. Guys are leaving constantly. And each year you, it, it takes you four months to even see what the roster is and who these guys are. You don't even know them. That's a huge issue. They need to work well together. And right now, the G League, which is essentially a minor league basketball for you know the NBA, is, is now taking away high school kids from college basketball. And there's so many issues with, with, you know, with basketball. And I think kids are getting fed pipe dreams that they're all going to get shoe deals and they're all going to make tons and tons of money, which they're not. It's, it's pipe dreams. Nobody's getting huge shoe deals. I mean, 1% maybe. But they're, they're being told this, and so therefore they want to forego college. They don't want to use a brand like a college, like a Duke, like a Carolina, Kentucky, Kansas, schools like that to build their brand. They just want to go to the G League, which I don't think helps you. Let's give you an example. 
Zion Williamson goes to Duke, which Duke, in my opinion, is the biggest brand in college basketball. It's huge. Coach K, the guys that have come before them, you love them, you hate them, you're going to watch them. You have an emotional attachment to Duke basketball. Zion Williamson goes to Duke, and that elevates him to superstar status. Just remember, you have to have some, some level of talent to be a superstar. You can't just be anybody. And he did. He had a huge, huge level of talent. I mean, obviously. And so he goes to Duke. It elevates him to just star status. He's got a shoe deal. If Zion Williamson would have played in the G League for the main Red Claws or whoever the hell team they have, would you would you care? I mean, you might still. You might watch his YouTube videos and see him dunking, and that's cool. But for the average fan you're probably not watching those games because you have no attachment to the main Red Claws or the Rio Grande, whoever the hell they are, or these podunk towns that the G League has. Use college basketball. And Zion Williamson did. He goes to Duke. It elevates him. And I can, I mean, once again, I'm not a finance guy either, but I guarantee you it probably made him, what, 10, 15 million more dollars on a shoe contract than he, him playing the G League. College football and college in the NFL have a phenomenal working relationship, and they figured it out. The NFL has figured it out, is that we have a minor league system. It's college football, and it works because there is an emotional attachment with college football. You want to watch these guys in college football. These games mean something. You're emotionally attached, and you get to know them. So when the draft comes, you know these guys. Right, You're watching that first round, and you're saying to yourself, well, I'll watch this guy. He was really good when I watched him play at Michigan or Ohio State or LSU or Alabama. And so you have that attachment to these guys, and that helps you going forward. Why? Their brand is being built. They have a built-in brand right there. And that's what college basketball and the NBA are lacking right now. Guys are foregoing that. They're only staying one year. Think about it. Michael Jordan stayed three years in North Carolina. That brand was built. I mean, that, that's huge stock. You know, that's huge equity with people, especially back then, because then college basketball was huge in the 80s. And so that, that helped him elevate as well. When you look at Michael Jordan's career, you know, LeBron James, obviously an outlier because he was such a superstar at, at, at the teenage level in the cover of SI when things weren't publicized, you know, as much as they are now. And his high school games were on TV. We'd never seen that before. He had that built-in advantage. So he's a complete outlier. He just is. Um, use the college system. I could even say this for, for college baseball. They can use that as well. People, even though college baseball isn't you know, popular than you know, college basketball and college football, it can be. Why? You have an emotional attachment to these universities, right? You'll watch it if it's on TV because you're like, oh, okay, well, there's LSU. You know, I, I know LSU. I watch their football games. I have an emotional attachment to them. Or Texas or, you know, UCLA, Arizona, whatever the school may be, you know them. You're familiar with them, but you don't care about minor league baseball. What do you care about watching you know, the New Orleans baby cakes or whoever whoever the hell it is. You don't care about that. There is no attachment to these teams. You're watching sports. Realistically, you're watching sports for brands. That's why the NFL is great. 
you watch because it's the Pittsburgh Steelers, or New Orleans Saints. That's your team. That's a brand. That's a brand you care about. It's an emotional thing. And so that's where I think even, even college baseball could play into effect, right? Because LSU fans now are watching Alex Bregman and the Astros on a nightly basis because Bregman's an LSU guy. You've watched him, and there's emotional attachment. And so all these sports can use the college system, and I think they should use it a little better to, to elevate their sport. And I do think name, image, and likeness coming into effect is a huge, huge thing that can help them as well. Because I do think some of these kids should get paid, but not all. And I think that's where the name, image, and likeness helps that you can't. I mean, it's not going to, there's no like salary cap to where you have to pay each kid a certain amount, but it's going to, it's going to separate, you know, the kids that are actually worth something. Joe Burrow was worth a lot of money to LSU. You know, the kicker, not so much. <laughs> or, you know, the backup guard, not so much. He should not be getting paid the same. It's a capitalist society, and I do think these kids should get paid. There's no doubt about it, but not everyone. So I do think that helps the case as well. But I do think the NCAA and these professional sports leagues, not so much NFL, they have a great system going right now, and it's working beautifully. But these other leagues, they need to convene with the NCAA, and I think it would only build their brand. You know, go back to the one and not not the one and done, but but leave. You know, if you want uh, after high school, you know, do that for the draft. Get rid of the one and done. Let guys stay for for three years and develop. I mean, you can't sit here and tell me you're going to develop in the G League with a coach you've never heard of better than you would with Coach K or Roy Williams or Bill Self. Or anybody. Hell, I'm an LSU fan. Will Wade's a hell of a coach. You know you're going to get better uh, three years with him. Okay? And you get to make some cash on the side. So I think using that collegiate system, especially with college basketball, would only elevate the NBA. And as a consumer, it would it would help you out. You get to know these kids. And once again, the key word in this whole rant is emotional tie emotional attachment you would have an emotional attachment to these players and like i said just with zion you have an emotional attachment with him you've seen him duke elevated him it would only help the nba at this point